pull over, lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, sweet listener. I want to share something with you. I've been feeling a lot of gratitude lately, um, appreciation, um, pride, um, and I don't know, these new, like, mature waves of uh, confidence and trust because I've just been noticing in the expression of my life in things that are happening and how I deal with them, I've been observing the embodiment and demonstration of all of the self-love skills I've developed uh, with this work over the past, oh, I don't know. 20 years or so, right? Um, Like I will handle a situation. I will navigate a challenge. I will step up to the plate. I will forgive myself or something. And as I'm doing that, I'm like, wow, just recognizing. And it's possible I've been demonstrating this for a long time. And I, but what I'm experiencing right now is there's more frequent recognizing and naming that these are skills, (laughs) like oh you worked for that you've you you've built this I see how you handled that well and it's not some fluke it's because of this work and I can trace it back I'm like oh I know that whole series of books you read now it's in you that whole experience you had with that coach that course those times when you went without coaches uh, coaches and courses (laughs) and braved it alone um so much of the work of and so many people um, that I've absorbed and practiced over the years, I'm noticing it now. And I was, it's just uh, so wonderful to also notice that <laughs> it doesn't change. Like I'm not, I would say I have like less self-harming uh, habits, Um But it doesn't mean like I'm quote unquote perfect or whatever that even means, right? It's not like I don't still have hard times or uh, say terrible things or slip up or whatever that even means. I'm finding it even difficult to find the language for it. Um, But in one of my uh, sessions with the group from The Art of Self-Marriage, I shared something, I forget what it was, but I shared something about what was going on in my life with that group. What was really special about it was it was this small committed group witnessing and holding space for us to commit to a full year of engagement, right? A full year of working towards marrying ourselves or deepening the marriages that we have with ourselves, including myself. And so I would share things in that space that I don't share publicly on the podcast or even in the newsletter. And one day somebody (laughs) remarked, they thanked me for sharing And said that it was so great for them to hear that I also, you know, (laughs) have these 
I don't know if they use the word flaws, but it was kind of like, oh, it's so great to see that like you struggle, right? Um, and it was funny because I thought it was so obvious. <laughs> like, pardon? Of course I struggle. Of course I'm not getting this all right. You know, I, um, I, uh, I just started watching and I'm pacing myself, very proud of myself for pacing and not binging Brene Brown's Brene Brown's series, I believe it's on Crave. I don't know if it's available other places. Um, But it's basically, I think, a five-episode series where she teaches a room full of people uh, her findings from her latest book, the, um, oh, God. (laughs) I have it. It's on the shelf somewhere. Atlas of the Heart. Is that what it's called? It's basically like this atlas and uh, glossary of all of the different feelings that we have and what differentiates them from each other and how language, how important language is in um, experiencing these feelings and not escalating or these feelings and how even the language we use can create feeling. It's, it's for, for you nerds out there, you're probably already into it. If not, it's just an amazing tool. Anyways, so she's, t- where was I? <laughs> Where was I going with this? Oh, yes. So she has been a shame researcher. She's been researching hardcore for like decades. And when she introduced herself, she was like, yeah, like I am an A plus in this material, in this, in knowing this data. And I'm about like an A student and I'm a C student at applying it in my life. You know, so she's like joining herself with the audience of like, this is, this is still hard. We can know a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that we can do them. And sometimes it just takes years of practice to catch up, right? So um, it was a good reminder that me revealing, you know, when it feels healthy and safe to do so, um, revealing the places that I struggle with um, actually does serve because I do want, I just want you to know it's like, uh, and maybe it just, it sounds like, um, um, you know, it's not that great of a, like a sales tactic, (laughs) To be like, will you still have these horrible evenings? Yes. You know, <laughs> even after you marry yourself and love yourself and do all this stuff. Yes. But the difference is that you have built muscle. You have awareness and you have muscle to, it's not that the problems get easier. It's that your ability to hold space for and navigate uncomfortable feelings, uncomfortable circumstances, the unknown, just being a human being, your muscles are stronger, you have more endurance. And if you have more endurance, you can stay with this gooey mess of life and whatever all the, the, the good gooey and the bad gooey and all the weird shit that happens. You can be present for it. You can stand there with it. You can hold hands with other people in it. And when you do that, you get to see so much more. Like, I I don't know why I'm I'm imagining us all like holding hands and we're looking out at some beautiful landscape and the weather is changing and it's rough. But if we've dressed well for it, if we've (laughs) trained to be wherever we are, the things that we can witness in nature, right? The things that we can see in the sky, the, the more we can absorb and see and witness, it's this isn't this why we're here, right? To con- I know we're here to connect with other human beings. We are wired for belonging, as Brene Brown often says from the data. And um, also a big part of it for me has always been just witnessing the beauty. And the beauty doesn't mean pretty and tolerable. Beauty to me is sometimes found in the most painful and grotesque situations, 
the most bittersweet times, you know, how light falls on a tragic moment and just quivers like music in your heart. This is what I mean. It's not just about like glamour, right? Um, so the other night I had a, um, I'm going to share with you now a moment of, <laughs> you know, not something I would necessarily like, um, it's not one of those like Instagram, your cute salad. Like this isn't one of those shares. Um, so I had a, a really challenging conversation with someone. Um, it was very emotional. It was, there was a lot of emotions. In fact, there was so many emotions happening at once that it was confusing and I came home I walked home from the conversation and my body I could feel it was like shaky I didn't know if I was full of rage um sadness frustration um there there was so many different things happening at once and I felt I found myself I often will talk to myself or record a message for myself or a friend and I recorded several messages over and over and kept stopping them because I couldn't even really figure out like the part of me wanted to figure out what was happening <laughs> and I, I couldn't quite yet so I was very flooded with a lot of um, strong things and when I came home I, my, my body went into its coping mechanism of wanting to numb all of this and one of the ways that I do that now that I don't drink anymore is um, by flooding myself with information and numbing myself out with content and this is a tricky one, right? Because for those of you who are like into this kind of thing, my moon is in Gemini in the ninth house, right? So there's a lot of soothing. <laughs> if you don't, if that makes no sense, it doesn't matter. But I soothe with study and information and spiritual and philosophical explorations, right? And and I can regulate with that. I am also have a one in my human design chart. So there's also like figuring this all out, you know, Um it's a beautiful thing. So it's, it's sort of like, you know, that is in itself neutral. The internet is neutral. It could be horrible or it could be wonderful. Um, you know, like anything, right? So it's our relationship with the thing. So, you know, I came home and then all of a sudden it was like I noticed the TV was on and I was like just hunting, you know, thumb on the button go 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 I was looking for something that was tough enough it was like if I if this was the equivalent of like I usually have a beer I was looking for the hard stuff like there a Christmas movie wasn't going to cut it because I knew it would be too slow and predictable and my thoughts would still have room this was of course wasn't conscious this is my reflection upon it (laughs) after the fact but I was like hunting for something that would knock me out, something very stimulating. And not only did I do that, I forget what I, I don't even remember what I was watching. And I uh, also had something else on either my laptop or my phone. I was also playing a video game. Like I had three things going. I was paying attention to none. But the most important thing is I was paying no attention to the thoughts in my mind because I was just drowning them out. I was numbing them out, right? And I, I noticed it. I saw it happen. Like at some point it was a blur, like maybe a blackout moment, right? And then I looked and I just kind of came to the little part of me woke up like a little, this is kind of gross, but I just pictured like a little eyeball in my heart. (laughs) Open up, flutter open, being like, oh, hey, um, what's going on? What's going on, honey? (laughs) What's, What's all this, you know, as if someone who loves me so much walked into the scene, (laughs) 
Can you imagine that, dear listener? Imagine you at one of those moments, however it is you cope, whatever unhealthy or unsupportive habits um, that you have that you wouldn't really want witness. And imagine somebody walking in who loves you so much. If, you, if it's not a specific person, just a being, a spirit, a feeling, right? Of someone walking in. Or imagine walking into someone that you love like maybe a child that you love, like someone that you just, you have no judgment, you have nothing but empathy and compassion for them. Walking in and witnessing, what are we really looking at here? Because this is the place where it's so easy to feel shame, right? It's just like, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, having it witnessed, <laughs> how do I explain this? But you know, when I... I have been my own witness. That's I think part of what I've realized a lot about the self-love work is a lot of it is in, um, has to start with being your own witness. So that means being willing to see and to look, to, to open the door and just look, right? And be like, oh, there she is. There she is with three screens going on and she's barely paying attention to any of them. And I know she just had a really hard conversation she doesn't know how to deal with her feelings right now. And she's sitting here alone and not doing anything with that information, just taking it in without judging it, right? The witness is just noticing, not judging, right? There's a witness, there's a judge, they're different roles. Part of it has to start there. One of the things Brene Brown said, and I'm not, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but she said something that I believe to be true. She believes this to be true from her data that, you know, we're wired for connection with other people. That's why we're here. And we can't do that if we're not first connected to ourselves. This is, you know, some kind of version of that. You have to love yourself before you can love another. If you, because we need to know who we are to be able to provide that, right? To be able to connect with someone, we have to know who who this is on this side. I was thinking about like, um, you know, if you have like a necklace with a little clasp, so you like pinch it on one side and it opens a little clasp and then you like hook it onto something. You make a connection. The necklace is connected. But like what if you had the clasp, you opened it and on the other side, instead of a little loop, it was like a ball of like duct tape. <laughs> You're like, okay, like I could try and troubleshoot this. I could try to rip a hole in the duct tape, but it's like, it's a lot more work. And we can't see what's in there, right? And the duct tape in this metaphor is kind of like, you know, the protection, right? It's not about even blaming. If you're a ball of duct tape right now, and you're like, I don't know who I am anymore. Well, you know, we learn things as we grow up. We have all kinds of experiences that make us want to protect ourselves, right? So wind that tape around to get through the world. It's a lot easier to have that thicker skin, right? And while that's helpful for a certain amount of time, and that actually is the best loving thing for us sometimes at a certain time in our lives when we need to get through something. At some point, it then becomes a hindrance. At some point, then it's not the helpful thing it used to be. It's like imagine uh, you needed to um, jump off of a boat to swim to shore for some reason. And you got a nice big life jacket, kept you afloat, was like, oh my God, without that life jacket, I don't know how I would have gotten through the waters, right? I was tired and I needed this life jacket. You get to shore and then you start living your life. You crawl up, you dry off, you 
get an education. <laughs> you meet some people, you go dancing. I don't know. You start a life on the shore somewhere, but you don't take off the life jacket. It's uncomfortable. It's probably dirty. It's probably sweaty. Uh, it prevents you from really expressing yourself with new clothes. If someone wants to hug you, it's this barrier in the way. The buckles are probably all twisted and annoying. And then it just becomes like in the way of you living this nice life that you, that was the whole point of the life jacket, was <laughs> to get you to the shore so you could live this life. But then if you don't, if we forget to take the life jacket off, or if we don't even know we're wearing one, right? It's like, it can then be this thing that prevents the connection like that, you know, so now I'm going backwards through my... <laughs> layers of metaphor but um so now if it's that ball of duct tape on the necklace clasp it's like yeah that was there that was great for whatever reason but it's it's preventing a connection now right so we have to start by knowing ourselves so when I had this moment of witnessing just waking up in that moment and saying like oh here's three screens my body's still shaking and then I had the thought okay, I've done a lot of this studying and I know I know how to like breathe through my emotions and feel the sensations. I've studied a lot of this stuff. I know, in quotes, a lot of this stuff. And then when it came to that moment, I tried and then I needed to jump back into the screen and then I tried again and I needed to jump back into the screen. It was like I was shaky, wasn't quite ready to let go of the screens just yet. And... What's amazing, and I only really noticed this afterwards when I looked back, was like, I didn't even judge myself in that moment. That's marvelous. Like, that's actually completely new because, you know, this it's not like this moment has never happened. It happens. Um, And judgment would be a part of it. And then I would not judge, try to not judge the judgment. (laughs) Right. Um, Be like, oh, there I am judging myself. Like, you know, just trying to like move on through this like a person. And I'm sure that will happen again in the future. It's not like I've arrived somewhere. But what was so beautiful about this time, it was like, I really just got to witness and see this. And then somehow there was this slightly wiser part of me that had so much compassion that didn't want to just yank the screens away because that's some kind of perfectionism, right? It's like, oh, you should just be doing this embodiment movement practice and you shouldn't, you should just shut this all off. But it's like, when you're not right there, like not in that moment, right? Sometimes sure, but that's not always the kindest move, right? One of the things that I introduce in the art of self-marriage early is this idea of going at a loving pace, And only you can know what that is. And I learned a lot about that through recovering from brain injury. It's like no one's inside my body. So for what works for some people doesn't work for others. And the pace at which I could apply some healing modalities, um, like that was up to me to decide if I was ready for the next step, you know? So in this moment, I knew that that wasn't actually a loving action. I was trying to be a good self-love coach you know I was trying to meet some ideal this is again um, in the art of self-marriage calling the uh, unconditional self-love and that whole chapter is about noticing what conditions you have around loving yourself right so in that moment those thoughts of like oh I should just do a special movement class and (laughs) feel my feelings or whatever in its weird way that was this like 
condition of like like a, like a kind of like what perfection looks like when it comes to self-love, especially, and I do this often, as somebody who is a self-love coach, I have this distorted sense of that I should be quote unquote perfect at this because I'm teaching this stuff, right? So the, the, the negative voices can go very quickly into like being a fraud and, um, you know, not walking my talk or whatever. Like it'll really poke at my value of integrity <laughs> and accuse me of not having any unless I'm somehow perfect and saintly in moments when I rightfully had a lot of emotions going on. Um, so I noticed the thought about how to do this perfect and I was like, I'm just not there. And that was when I remembered Brene Brown's special, actually. And I was like, you know what? This feels loving. This feels helpful. It's not just some loud, noisy whiskey of a show that's going to numb me. I, lo- I like her- Brene Brown. I don't know her personally. <laughs> I like her. I really love her and respect her work and her research. And I was like, I can learn and I can soothe And if I want to play a little puzzle game while I'm listening to her, that's fine. But I just basically reduced the harm, right? It's like, I don't need to rip everything out. I just need to reduce the harm for a little bit. And then I was ready for bed. It doesn't always happen like that. I don't always catch it that fast. But I can tell you one thing, I would never have caught it that fast (laughs) or even had any of the awareness about what was happening in that moment. Um, like even certainly not 10 years ago or beyond, but like even five years ago, even two years ago, right? So this is why, you know, the, what I love about what I do is I know the difference it makes in my life. Like my ability to handle that, the, 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 the muscle, the strength and also the time, like my recovery time, so much shorter, which isn't some kind of cool badge I'm wearing like, oh, I just did that so much faster and I'm like better than everyone. (laughs) I'm saving so much time. Um, It's, I'm not doing so much damage. You know, I, I got myself to safety faster. I got myself out of harm's way or reduced harm a little bit as well. Um, And when I do that, it's like, I'm able to make better decisions in the meantime. I'm able to, you know, be in relationship with others in a in a better way around that because I'm not lost in self-harm for an extended period of time you know um and all of this is just like built muscle over the years so what I love about that is like I see how rewarding it is I see how it works in this kind of slow release sometimes it feels very instant there's like aha moments that are like really rewarding and other times I'm like oh look at that like you know it's like when you see someone who's been dancing for years or has training for years they can do some small movement and it just looks so graceful and it's like yeah that was just a little movement but it was really the 10 years they've spent (laughs) moving their body in a particular way or having a, a special ear for music and rhythm you know Um, that allows them to have that little moment, right? Um, For you creatives out there, I'm sure you heard that story uh, about, was it Picasso? Just this whole idea of like, um, you know, you draw a picture and want to charge $500 for it. And it's a small little picture and it takes you a short period of time. And 
I don't know if it was Picasso or not. But anyway, it was like somebody is like, well, why would I spend that much money? It took you five minutes. And it's like, well, yeah, I drew it in five minutes. It took me 20 years to be able to do that in five minutes. That's what I mean. It's like that applied to your relationship with self, which is your relationship with all things. It's the start of your connection with others, which, of course, is all about your work and career life as well, your home, your community, harmony, how you're seeing the world, how you move through the world, you know, witnessing yourself in these moments and getting to know yourself and knowing that we all have stuff. (laughs) We all have weird secret habits. We all have ways of coping. Um, You're not uniquely flawed. You are flawed just like all of us, but, you know, in your own particular way, just like I am in my own particular way. And um, it just feels really good. It doesn't, you know, I didn't feel good in that moment when I was shaking and (laughs) had three screens going. Like, I felt so gross. Um, And I knew I was uncomfortable and I knew also that it wouldn't last. And I have built trust in myself over the years of getting through more and more of these moments so that when they show up, I'm like, oh, I know this. I'm not afraid of my feelings. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to see. I'm going to, you know, sometimes it's reaching out to a friend. Sometimes it's journaling, but it's just trusting yourself to be resourceful, to witness, to be there for yourself, to not make it worse for yourself, to just allow it to happen also. And being that loving witness is like walking in, being that loving presence that walks in and is like, oh, oh, hey, what's going on? (laughs) Looks like there's something going on here. What's up? I'm listening. You can be that voice for yourself. You know, it takes practice it take and it and it continues to unfold over many years just like a creative career would right it's not like there's any arrival point but there are so many celebration points along the way right so many little moments little wins big wins that happen that have happened for me all along the way to get here where i am and i don't know why i'm having these like waves of recognition but it feels kind of new it's like i'm uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't need to question it. <laughs> I'm just really enjoying it. And it just feels, I feel so grateful to all of the past Annettes who are holding me up right now. All of the past Annettes because they didn't know, like they, they, they all had their limits, right? They were all at different ages, different stages of learning, different places in life. They didn't know where I would be or what I would know or what I would survive at this point. But there was some kind of faith along the way, some kind of trust or, or just hope or like a Hail Mary pass of like, you know, I don't know if this self-love path is going to work, but I've got to give it a try. And so they did. They just kept showing up. They kept doing the work imperfectly, right, over and over again. And I will continue to do that work imperfectly. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> There's no perfect way. Unconditional self-love is self-love. Anything else is sort of like, well, you know, I don't want to get binary with it or say you're doing it wrong. Um, But it's like the more we can lean into and allow an, an unconditional love, 
It's just, it's like a beautiful, it's like falling into a beautiful cozy bed that's so soft and wonderful and welcoming. You feel completely safe, just like leaning back and it's like mm, all the pillows are in the right places and it's so great. And it's just this continual falling into this wonderful, loving place, right? Just shedding away the weight, the the things that we're carrying, um, I want to be very clear, I don't mean body weight. I mean like things like baggage, things that are weighing us down. And um, in the way, these things like perfectionism, these things like comparing ourselves, these things like, well, if I loved myself, then I would be like this, you know. Um, and that includes, um, as you can tell, <laughs> and maybe relate, you can even turn unconditional love into a state of perfection, right? You can be like, oh, I'm loving myself so unconditionally. Like, so I, that's the accomplishment is like, the mind is hilarious. It's, it's so adorable. Let it do what it's doing. And remember, you're a feeling being that thinks this is, um, I really recommend if you, if you do have access to this Atlas of the Heart programming from Brene Brown, it's, um, it's quite an education and um, it's, it's very inspiring. It's a lot to take in. I'm really pacing myself, as I mentioned. Usually I would, I would move through a series pretty quickly, but I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to lean back. I'm going to absorb all of this material. Um, yeah, we are, we think that we are thinking beings who feel sometimes and the feelings get in the way, but actually it's the opposite. We are feeling beings. We like to think that the thoughts are doing it, but it's no. <laughs> our decisions and our actions are all being orchestrated by our emotions. And um, obviously, the more you know about that, the better, because it's happening either way. <laughs> so the more that you can be aware of that, witness that, understand that, and th um, at what Brene Brown is teaching right now is like have language for that. This is some really powerful stuff. So that is all I wanted to share today. I just hopped on and wanted to share this story with you. Um, it's a really beautiful thing. I wanted you to reflect on what is easy for you now that wasn't before. Like, do you handle conversations, uh, challenges at work? Do you have boundaries that you never used to have? Do you say yes to things that scare you? Are you more willing to put yourself out there to be a little bit more vulnerable? Are you willing to be, uh, are you open to the idea that you might change? Have you stopped having lunches with people that you have lunch with every three to six months and you have the same conversation with and you just feel obligated? Have you just stopped booking those? Have you leaned out of your uh, expected roles in any particular place like Every holiday, you're expected to bring like 18 desserts. Have you been like, you know, I'm not doing that this year. Like, <laughs> I'm only bringing 10. <laughs> um, you know, where have you made, doesn't have to be a huge leap, but like a shift that you don't even think about. And think about yourself like 10 years, five years ago, 10 years ago. Would that person be impressed? Would they even like recognize who you are? Take a look at what you are able to understand now about yourself what you now like about yourself that you used to not at all. Um, maybe there was a time where you like couldn't look in the mirror at all. And now you don't really think about it very much, you know, any little thing that 
now just feels normal. Th- this is the part that's like exciting to me. Um, and it's so important because uh, I think I had another podcast episode on this, like these sneaky wins, right? The things that feel like they're no big deal, that's what I want you to look at because <laughs> they might have been a, what what feels like it's not a big deal that used to be a big deal because now it's normal and that's the celebration, right? It is completely normal for me to just be, to witness myself, to name myself, to know that when I need time, when I need to like, oh, I need to process something. Like I didn't have this language or these skills before in my early 20s. I didn't have any of these, right? So it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's just really awesome to know that like, You can build these muscles. You can continue to strengthen them. You can get to know this amazing person that you are. You can allow yourself those times where we're all holding hands, looking at the sky, witnessing more of this beautiful life. Like you don't know how long you have. We don't know this. We don't know really much of anything, right? We hope and plan for a future that we aspire to. Um, Nothing's really guaranteed. And there's so many beautiful people in the world, including you. And there's so many beautiful things to witness that we take for granted. And what if you knew it was the last time? And what if you knew there was so much more? Like that you could love even more. That you could open your heart even more. That you could feel more free. More at peace more appreciation, more awe, you know, wouldn't you want to? I know I do. And I know that my clients do. And I think, you know, it all, like I say, at the end of every episode, it all starts with you. um, And it all starts with witnessing. So in my last episode, I was talking about one of the ways that I creatively witness my life and have for over 20 years. Uh, and that is the birthday letter ritual. My birthday was recent. It was on December 7th. And uh, I had this amazing time opening up my birthday letter. Oh, God. I haven't written the next one yet because I haven't decided if I'm going to do it together with you in the workshop that's coming up or if I'm going to write it in a, um, because I don't know when the workshop is just yet. Um, but anyways, if you're interested in joining me, in this beautiful session where I will guide you through starting your own birthday letter practice. This has been one of the most amazing, rewarding, beautiful practices of my life. And I'm actually kind of surprised. I thought it was just a cute thing I was doing. It's one of the most precious things I've done. Um, You'll need to be on my mailing list. If you're on my mailing list already, then welcome. You're there already. That's great. You will get first dibs that's where it's going to be announced um if you're not you'd want to get on there it's radicalcreativesanctuary.com uh you can go to contact or just scroll down you'll see a little you know little envelope or a little icon and you can get on the mailing list there um i only write from the heart when it feels important um and i would love to have you do this with me to just start witnessing. If this is like overwhelming, you're like, but Danette, I haven't, I don't have, like thinking of 20 years of dedicating yourself, like even professionally, never mind personally, to self-love. That's one thing. But it all starts with you and it all starts with this act of witnessing and this birthday letter thing could be just the thing that you begin. 
It's so lovely. I'd love for you to join me, RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. And uh, you can just sign up for the newsletter there. I'll be making an announcement soon once I figure out dates in the new year and when's going to be the best time for this workshop. But I'm it's the first time I've ever taught it live. We're going to do some creating together. So it's going to be a good time. And that is it for today. Thank you so much for spending this time. Your reviews on wherever you're listening to this podcast, they mean so much and they help. Obviously, they help the podcast and help people find it. So if you're finding this soothing, if it's a part of the day that you love, please take the moment to give it another review. That would be so lovely or share it with a friend and um, just know that, you know, all of us doing this work together um, because it's always happening, it's it's a beautiful thing that we're doing and we are it starts with us but it's really for each other as well it's like starting to connect with yourself is how we can connect with others the joy I think of the joy that people will have to connect with you like I get excited about that (laughs) but the people who you will meet or the people who are already in your life who will get to connect deeper with you, who will get to see more of you or reconnect with you, right? Someone you've lost touch with and it's like, I'm willing to open up again. I want to reach out. Let's have a conversation about how we're really doing. I'm I'm willing to connect. Are you? It's a beautiful, beautiful gift and it's just, you know, it's kind of everything, right? No matter what's going on in the world around us, we can reach out to each other. And um, thanks for reaching out to me. So as you know, (laughs) you know this, but I'll say it every time you are someone worth loving. And it all starts with you. Thank you so much for listening. Take good care of yourself. And we'll talk soon.